0: Yeah, it's gone. We tried to get back in time, but it was way out on the lake when we got to the shore. We're at the Prince of Wales pub in Kempwick. The landlord says we can stay in the upstairs room tonight. He's put some blankets on the floor. Who has taken the he It was him. Really? are you sure? Pretty much. I mean, who else would it be?
1: So, we have a problem?
0: Yeah, I think we have. Did she? Not clearly, but I I don't think. What are you going to tell her? Ah. You know what you need to do. We'll speak soon. Yes.
1: Owen, this is Clive. You won't believe what has gone on here. Clive, tell them the story.
2: Well, people have talked about it for centuries, but it's only since around the early 80s that it started to get taken seriously. This place is ancient see. Some people say it's part of the old drowned city. I don't know if that's true, but it is really old. Around 81 or 82, People started noticing strange things when the pub was quiet and music or singing that was coming from the upstairs room. You can come up and have a look if you want to. Oh, yes, please.
1: This is amazing. Wow. Look at all the old banners and photos. There is stuff here going back centuries.
2: Yes, it's been a community hall for years and before that a courtroom and such. They say that more than one person was sentenced to death here over the years. It's a place full of sorrow and song. The landlord at the time would often listen and hear talking and music. It was muffled and quiet, but distinct, like it was happening in the next room, and the door was shut, you know. Anyway, they got these scientists in here with listening devices and such. And sure enough, there it was. Voices. Speaking in Welsh. Old hymns, the works, locked in the stone, so to speak.
1: That's amazing. Does it still happen?
2: Yes, but I've not heard it in a little while. An organ playing mostly, a little squeaky and tuneless, but definitely an organ. I will be clearing up downstairs, and it sounds like someone up here is playing. Really strange as there is an organ. I come up the stairs, and as soon as I come in, it stops. You too might get a chance to hear it. That's where you're staying tonight.
1: It's no good. I can't sleep.
0: No, me. All I can see is the lights from the road. Cars whooshing past. There's a chill in this place, isn't there?
1: There is, yeah You can almost imagine the whispering coming from the walls Can you hear it too?
0: No, don't start now
1: I think this has got to be one of the spookiest
0: places we've stayed Definitely There's definitely something about it It's beautiful, but Oh my God, it's scary
1: I don't think I've ever asked you, Owen How, How did you get into this?
0: Well, that's a long story, but it's going to be a long night, so so here we go. It's happened to me all my life. Different things, different times, different places, different phenomena. The earliest one is one of the clearest ones. I can't be much more than a baby I can remember laying in bed and the bed seemed huge because I was so small my parents' house was an old miner's cottage in the Avon Valley stone brick you know the end of a terrace a long terrace that went on forever you could just imagine the very fabric of the families that had lived there for hundreds of years gathered around fireplaces telling tales, singing songs coming back from the mines but what happened to me was really strange the bedroom was small the bed seemed big and I was laying there I could just hear the television downstairs it was always a comforting sound when I was small sometimes after I go to bed my mum would smoke and the smell would waft up the stairs again not that I liked the smell but it was it was as if something was happening but this night, something really strange happened. I can remember sort of tossing and turning and not going to sleep, really. And then the door to the bedroom, which I always had open just a little bit, was illuminated by some light. It was like, it was like the sun in the sky on the brightest of days. The light moved just outside the doors if it was plucking up courage enough to come into the room and then it drifted past the doorway all my school coats were hanging on hooks behind the door but the light came in probably about as big as a football but as bright as the sun it drifted across the room i sh- i sat up i couldn't believe it and then i became terrified Because it just moved across and was casting this yellow glow over everything. My toy cars, my Star Wars toys, everything just lit up in this light, this shadowy light. I can remember calling out to it as if it would respond. And then I jumped down off the bed and I hid underneath it. And as I lay there, I could see the shadows moving across the room. No sound, just shadows. I must have called out because suddenly it, it, it just stopped, it went black, it went dark. I thought for a moment that it had just switched itself off but from what I can gather it, it went in the small gap between my wardrobe and the wall, which is really odd and for a few moments it hung there you could just see the light glowing as if, as if some lamp was behind a bit of furniture or just peeking out from the end of a blanket. I could hear my mother running up the stairs. And I started climbing out from under the bed and then she burst through the door and the light had gone. I told her what happened. and she, she wouldn't believe me. She said it was a dream. But I knew it wasn't a dream. And it went on for weeks and weeks and months and months. And it must have been a few years later when I was old enough to sort of um, know my own mind. And, but then I, I could always remember it. And then one day we moved my bedroom round, to get it painted. My dad pulled the cupboard away from the wall. And all the paint behind it was scarred and black. Like a great heat had followed across the wall. It was really odd. I don't know what it means, I don't know what it was, but it what happened. So strange. A few years after that there was the um, the great blizzard of 81 for two weeks most of us stayed at home because the snow fell so thickly the roads were covered I can remember you could walk on top of cars the air had this chill in it that I, I haven't felt since then it was unbelievable the snow it was like the north of Canada or even the South Pole but one day I was home in the same bedroom and out the back we had this long, thin garden that just carried on going or f- seemed like forever when he was small. And it backed onto the churchyard. The church was behind. But I was walking past the window. I can remember I was getting dressed, putting my coat on, ready to go out. But something something caught my eye in the garden. I'd built a snowman there a couple of days before, and I thought it was that, but no. This was someone else. I turned around and I looked out and there down in the garden. The white garden as bright as the sky. It was a little girl. A little girl in a in a summer court. And it was really strange because I remember thinking, gosh, she must be so cold. But she just looked it up, looked up at me and smiled. I turned away for a second and then turned back and she'd gone vanished no footprints in the snow nothing a week later I saw her again but this time she was further down the garden by the back wall near the church again she looked up at me and smiled I didn't feel scared felt sort of happy as if it was a friend but I've never seen her again and I'd love to know who she was I really would there's loads of these stories Beth I could go on for ages and you know that's why we're here at the end of the day isn't it with the he and all that's going on there I must have been about 18 or 19 and I'd been out for the night I played rugby for a local team and we used to go out for a few drinks after the game I had a friend called Howell we used to share a lift to the rugby sometimes he was was great he was in school with myself and um, we'd grown up together really but that day, I'd gone home a little bit early and the walk from the rugby club to my parents' house where I still lived was probably about two miles. I was wandering down the road. Again, a winter's night. So crisp and cold, Not no wind. My feet just sort of used to clip-clop on the cold concrete underneath. And I went, breath was coming out steam out of, my, out of my mouth and I turned the corner down by the library and there were a load of people gathered a load of people and an old carriage with horses I thought what's going on here I must, thought it must have been some sort of parade like they sometimes have at Christmas on the Mary Lloyd or something like that but no and then I looked around and I saw that I knew most of the people as well so I sort of half-run, half jog forward. And as I got there, Alan, one of the guys at the club, he, he was standing just facing the road next, facing this, this horse and cart with a great big black horse, big plume on it. And everyone nodded their head, or lowered their head, sorry, and, and the horse and carriage just moved off. And then I saw there was a coffin on it. I looked down and I felt hopelessly underdressed because there I was in like a night out shirt and um, you know half cut from drinking and then he moved past me and I turned to Alan and I said Alan what's going on? And he said what do you mean what's going on? You know that Howell's died and it hit me like a punch in the face it was like every breath just bashed out of me I didn't know what to think I said, what do you mean, Howell's dead? Then I turned round and... everyone had gone. The horse, the carriage, the people, the noise. The, like, echoing of song in the air. All of it had vanished. I don't think I need to tell you the rest, but... a week later, Howell died in a car crash. There was no... But there was certainly a funeral And it went from the same place where I saw that And the people I saw there that night were there that day And they were dressed the same I've heard about time slips I've heard about phantom funerals Ghostly apparitions Gracha ribbon All these things But that to me was the most amazing thing But in that week, between then and the crash, I saw him three times. But I never had the courage to say what I'd seen. Or maybe ask him to take care. I've had to live with that. It's been really tough. I sometimes think, what if I'd said about the premonition? What if I'd said about that? But you know what it's like when you say that you believe in ghosts? People's attitude changes towards you. People shun you. But at that moment, Beth, that moment, that night, that dark night, that's when it all changed for me. And ultimately, that's led to me being here tonight. Don't have a boat at the moment, but... Here... On the floor of the Prince of Wales. In what was the once the old town hall. Surrounded by all these antiques and photographs. That bloody stack. With you. Tonight. So that was me, really. It's been... It's been... Well, it's been eventful, is not it? Yeah. What about yourself? I mean, I... I know a bit, but... Not everything. Why didn't you tell me that? Are you sure? Yeah. I don't think I could be more scared.
1: Well, on your head be it. Okay. Where to start? I grew up in a haunted house. An old stone cottage with thick walls, creaking floorboards and low ceilings. You know, when you walk into some houses they feel alive, sentient and watching. Well this house was definitely like that Like a presence all by itself Activity started from the day we moved in Nothing horrific or frightening Just the spirits coming to see who the new owners were, I think You could get a sense of what you were seeing If it was a visitation Or if you were witnessing a time slip A moment in history preserved in the fabric of the building Replaying every now and then throughout the years It all felt safe and warm. Apart from that room, it felt different to the rest of the house, like walking into a different climate, a cold greenhouse, the air was thick and heavy all year round. There was a presence that felt like it was waiting, ancient, patient, a darkness and not human. It would make itself known by hitting and scratching you. I would leave the room and come back five minutes later to find everything upside down. Phones would pick up an angry-sounding male voice in the background of telephone calls, and we would often hear pacing footsteps coming from that room. Shadows would also move across the sliver of light from under the door. But there was no one in there. I only ever saw it a handful of times. Once, when I was lying on the sofa watching a film, I looked up and there stood over me was a figure. It was just staring. I jumped, of course, and ran out of the room, and when I looked back, it had gone. The second time I saw it was on Halloween, downstairs. It mainly liked to keep to that room, and now and again it would venture out. I was chatting with a friend in the living room. We were laughing about something when we both noticed. At the same time, a grinning face appeared in the middle of the room. It was only for a few seconds, but there was no mistaking it. It all culminated a few years ago. I had moved out for a while, and my parents had turned that room into a guest room. My mum just had surgery on her knee and needed space, so she decided to sleep in there. He had just turned off the light, and something on the opposite wall climbed up, crawled across the ceiling and fell heavily on the bed. It then crawled up to my mum's face and growled. Get out. The next day they called their priest. They didn't tell him why, just said they wanted the house blessed. He did the usual, but when he got to that room, he stopped. Turning to my parents, he asked, Why didn't you tell me about this? Pointing to the empty room. They explained that they didn't think he would believe them, but he calmly told them to go downstairs. Whatever it was, it wasn't human. He was in there for a long time they could hear him shouting, Leave this place! amongst the Latin verse. What had started out as a simple blessing was now a full-blown exorcism. Finally, he came downstairs, and he looked broken. He sat down and told him that whatever it was was evil, and had fought him mentally, but the entity had now gone. He was ill for a while after that, The room was completely different. I try to forget it, most of the time. Or I don't remember it completely. It's like my mind has blocked it out. But it definitely had an effect on me, growing up in such a place. And now revisiting these places, so close to where I lived and grew up. Did you know about this place before we came here, Owen?
0: Yeah, I've been here a few times, but um, it's always been great. I I didn't think it would be like this.
1: No, me neither. I'm just going to stretch my legs a minute. Okay. Whoa, hang on. What's that? loads of old newspapers or at least pages and cuttings oh look at this one the body of a man was washed ashore in Kenfig Sands near Morpham Hour on Monday in a very oh decomposed state height about 5 foot 8 inches dressed in an oilskin overcoat good dark cloth undercoat with a red spot good plaid flannel shirt no trousers poor fellow is supposed to be one of the crew of the unfortunate ship Mullaney the oh oh god the body was conveyed to the Prince of Wales in Kent Borough, to await inquest oh it was bought here Owen right where we're lying
0: look it's okay that was probably years ago you know what this place was was used for we've talked about that
1: there's hundreds Uh, of them Owen look at all these papers
0: yeah okay let's just put those to one side for a moment look it's safe it's warm here have a drink come on I've not seen you like this before we've gone through a lot let me just let me just take that thing off your arm it's starting to cut up your skin look don't touch that
1: that. I'm sorry I just got so scared there for a moment I think we need to go from here. It's surrounded by something. I can feel it closing in on us.
0: You're right. Look, as soon as the sun comes up, we'll move inland for a bit. Head up to Margum, to the castle there.
1: What about the hair
0: Don't, don't worry about that for now. I think I know where it's gone.
1: It's going to be okay, isn't it?
0: Oh, win? Look at that. Look outside the window.
1: What's that? What's that light? Spots of translucent light filling the landscape.
0: Yeah. Spirits everywhere. Hundreds of them. Look, the night is full of them. They're everywhere, look.
1: What's happening? I'm not sure. Close the curtain. Come on, let's stay warm until the sun comes up. It's going to be a long day tomorrow, I can feel it. A very long day.
0: Spectre of the Sea was written and performed by Bethan Briggs-Miller and Owen Staten. It was produced by Bethan Briggs-Miller. Additional voices were Clive, played by Peter Jones, and Jenny, played by Sarah Allen. You can support us by going to patreon.com forward slash Spectre of the Sea or follow us on Twitter at Specter underscore C No Star Friendly. Eye.